The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Well, you can't have missed it yesterday. The um, toy show was on. More than a million viewers watched it. And it has to be said, in terms of a televisual vehicle, there are very few things in any jurisdiction that compare with the sheer level of attention and viewership that The Late Late gets. I actually was speaking to Ryan Tupperley about it on Friday ahead of the, the Late Late Toy Show. And he described it, I think, as, as the equivalent of something you would get in North Korea. What, it's over 80% of people watching TV watch the show. So that's an outrage. That's North Korea, you know. So uh, I'm good with that. I always felt democracy is a little underrated, Anton. Uh, but uh, here we are. Um, it, for whatever reason, it has now become so big because generations, uh, you know, have starting to associate it with their mums and dads and golden moments. This is one of the last bastions of family so that's Ryan talking about the scale of the Late Late Toy Show and where he talked about the generations looking back on it we decided we would get a view on it from two different lenses Anna Daly a TV presenter is with us and Anna of course grew up with the Late Late Toy Show as did pretty much anybody in Ireland and Serena Bellissimo broadcaster is with us who didn't grow up with the Late Late Toy Show so Serena from somebody who was introduced to it in adulthood do you understand it and what do you make of it? I remember the first few years I watched it I was like sorry why is the whole nation excited about this. This is basically one big advert for um, toys and why would you get your kids sitting in front of the TV going I want this, this and this and then I didn't understand how a show for kids starts at half nine and doesn't end till after midnight. That's not really kid friendly but I have to say as the years have gone on it feels like it's more about the kids and how amazing and special um the kids are in Ireland and I think that's the tear joker moments are the moments I'm there for. Well is that that um, Anna you might have a view on that is that that the show has changed and that the focus has gone from being a display of toys into being just a generalised spectacle or is it that it was always a spectacle and the toys were a side issue? You know what, morning guys, uh, I think Serena thinking it's a bizarre concept is perfectly understandable (laughs) isn't it? It's just so incredibly Irish. I was thinking last night Anton, when I was watching it, that when I was watching the toy show as a kid, which was totally a big deal, um, it was Gay Byrne. He was a total perfectionist and he wanted everything to be great. And we, we all know that about Gay Byrne. You know, he wanted everything to be perfect. And I think he pushed himself out of his comfort zone to create this fun night. But like when you look back on the clips from him, you know, the water gun and spraying the audience with, you know, uh, some kind of uh, water gun blaster thing was the highlight of the mischief. Compared to now, I mean, it's evolved into this absolute gigantic piece of entertainment, isn't it? It's big budgets, it's big sponsorships, it's heavily produced, there's merchandise around it, it's ubiquitous for a week beforehand. I mean, it's just a juggernaut of a show. Well, that's what I was, uh, because you you know the way you cast your mind back and you assume, well, everything was better back in the day when it was classic and original. So this morning I went and I did a a side-by-side comparison of old Gabo toy shows and last night. It is a damn sight better now than it ever was. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, I think we look back and it was very charming. And at the time, my expectations were clearly very low. You know, I didn't, know that all of these big overwhelming produced moments were coming down the track so to see someone you know who's normally serious from a child's eyes squirting water at the you know 
perfect blow dries on mammies in the audience was absolutely hilarious, you know. Well, I but think- now it is. It is it is heavily produced. I just wonder when I watched it last night, when there isn't a big moment, it's almost disappointing because they've spoiled us so much. I think we have a bit of a montage of some of the best of gay. Let's have a listen. That time of year, have some strong drink standing by and your packet of Smarties. Here we go once again. Oh! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and kiddies everywhere. Welcome to our toy show. These are just a few little trinkets that we have lined up for Daddy on Christmas morning. Especially if Daddy had had one too many on Christmas Eve. You want to see it again, don't you? He really gets into it, doesn't he? You forget how much he gets into it. Sorry, I was totally freaked out by that. Give us the most memorable moments then, Serena, from your perspective of the toy shows to date. I think it's what Anna said. It was those big moments. And for me, I have been watching it since 2006. And for me, I think most of my moments come from 2020. And not because that was really our first pandemic toy show but there were amazing surprised moments and I don't know about Anna but my one was Michael Maloney being surprised by Dermot Kennedy Did you? No. I did not. Dermot Kennedy. Thank you. Oh, lovely Michael. Well done, well done, well done. Oh my god. Now obviously I was watching that and remember it well, but let's imagine I wasn't and didn't. What was that? It was so beautiful. So Michael was out there. He's a massive Dermot Kennedy fan. Um, he'd lost his dad three years prior. He was dedicating the song to his dad. He was singing, doing an amazing job. Out comes Dermot. We all know he's there. Michael has no idea and then Dermot opens his mouth and he starts singing and he you see Michael's face he sort of turns around and goes oh my god that's Dermot Kennedy but I have to keep performing and so you hear a bit of a uh, in his voice but he keeps going and it just keeps getting better and better because then he meets Dermot Dermot is in awe of him Dermot is amazing and then he offers him a day at Windmill Lane to record you know, so, and it's those moments as well where you see kids' dreams coming true. Anna, there was one of them last night, wasn't there, with the um, Irish goalkeeper? There was, yeah. There was a lad uh, actually at the top of the show, Keelan, a real little character, you know, and a kid that was kind of full of gratitude. A uh, big Liverpool fan, and there was the suggestion that he take shots on Tuberty. And Tuberty went into the goal, and uh, they blindfolded the kid. And when he went to take the shot, Stephen uh, Kelleher was standing there uh, ready to save them. And the kids' reaction, again, absolutely. I mean, the, the producers can produce those items, but they can't produce the reactions, I suppose. And that's what I was marvelling at, along with the rest of the country. He gave, uh, he presented them with gloves, signed, then a jersey signed by the whole Liverpool squad, and then a trip to Anfield. And to be honest with you, the gloves would have been enough for this kid. He was just so adorable. And was there anything else that you saw as a standout moment from last night? Standout moment on social media, Anton, cannot be overlooked. The tale of uh, 
two different Twitter stories. So there's a little boy, I think his name was Aaron, uh, fascinated with all things aviation and aspiring pilot. Uh, and Ryan and Aaron sit in this kind of flight simulator charade situation. They have great fun with it. And off the back of that, Aer Lingus, I think, were sponsoring various things across the night. Uh, Aer Lingus, in very Aer Lingus style, came out on Twitter and said, you know, uh, iconic future pilot. We look forward to welcoming him to the crew, Captain Aaron. And then Ryan Aaron, in contrast, very typical of the brand, said, Aaron, back to work, break's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to like Ryan Aaron staying true to themselves, even in the Late Late Absolutely. Toy Show, don't you? So uh, for you, Serena, highlights La- of last night? Last night, it had to be Emmy. She was um, she was the final girl of the night, the final uh, child. She got up, she did a great piece of stand-up. What does RTE stand for? Ryan Tuberty everywhere. I didn't just, I, I didn't even deliver it like she did. It was her delivery that was amazing. <laughs> she, um, massive, massive fan of Mrs. Brown. So then there was a recorded piece of Brendan Carroll talking to Emmy. She's a massive, massive fan of the Irish women's football team, who we all know is going to the um, World Cup down in Australia and I think I was crying for two reasons because last night it seemed like everyone was going to Australia except me because then last night they not only did the team come out and it's that, it's the expression on her face. She was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And again, that was enough for her. Then they gave her a trip to Australia to go watch the girls play and the girls invited her to go to a training session too. I think we may have a, a clip of that. We may not. I thought we did. We don't. Okay. Um, the one thing that... You know what was important about that, Anton? I watched that as the mother of three boys. And you, you often have moments where, you know, Irish sporting legends are brought out. And nine times out of ten, unless it's Katie, Katie Taylor or Kelly Harrington, it's, it's a guy. So to yeah. see a whole lineup of women, legendary women who are going on this incredible journey for the little girls around the country, I thought that was a moment of magic. The other thing is uh, how in all of the... Um, Tuberty's at it now, what, 10, 12 years, something along those lines. How few disasters there are. Because if ever there is a setup guaranteed to create disasters, it is piling a load of kids onto a two and a half hour TV show in the middle of the night. I think the only one that springs to mind as nearly a disaster was a bottle of Fanta back in 2020. I love Fanta too. You're going to get all the good stuff. I'm I don't know. Here we go. Oh, it's Fanta. What a coincidence, as if you didn't put all this here. No, that's true. I think I'll have another glass of Fanta because I love Fanta so much. Um, We have it at home, so I can eat it. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) He referred to it last night. Did he? He did and he didn't. Did Anna, did you see that there was um, a, a little thing of Fanta came out and he quickly covered it so he didn't even have a drink yeah, from it? Yeah, was a, there was a fun <laughs> reference to it in, a, in that airport item with the aspiring pilot where they went through the security and they opened up Ryan's bag and there was a bottle of Fanta <laughs> in it. If he, if he knew about it, he reacted very well because he closed it and laughed and moved on. And I thought it was, it was a good nod to it without kind of overdoing it, I thought. You mentioned earlier on, Anna, the thing about the the expectation and, and the, or maybe certainly it was you said a bit, that the height of the expectation that's there. Does yeah. it become impossible to achieve? I mean, because I assume whoever produced this year now has to start looking at next year and thinking, oh, dear God, what do I do now? Yeah, and I think it's been getting bigger and bigger every year. So our expectations are are so great now. Like I say, if an item happens where the child isn't going off to Australia with their whole family, we're almost <laughs> disappointed, you know? It's it's gone to that level. So maybe they do need to twist it, change it, tweak it, you know. 
I don't know what needs to be done, but I'm not sure you can keep delivering and over-delivering and surprising people with that. I, I think that format is what we need because, you know, it is watching people's dreams come true. But I think you have to make sure yeah. that you give it to us. Like I was saying to my partner watching it last night, I was going to him, what about those like three kids, the only three kids, or maybe there were four, who didn't get anything? Like every other kid went on and they got, you know, tickets to Disneyland or tickets to Australia or going to Anfield. And then there were others who just walked away with the toy that they tested. But sometimes I think the biggest moments are, you know, those reo- reunions, those heartfelt moments. We want all the celebrities. And I think last night there were a lot of video messages and I think we'd rather have them there in studio. But... Back in 2017, even just thinking about it gives me chills. When out of the present stepped a dad and he was an army dad oh. and the kids didn't expect to see him. And I think I was even looking at lists of, you know, top toy show, show moments and that was coming out at number one on a lot of lists. So you don't necessarily need the celebrity. You just need that. What Anna just did there. Oh, moment. <laughs> <laughs> but even that is difficult to achieve because you're still sitting around a production meeting going, okay, we, we got Defence Forces member back from yeah. foreign service. <laughs> like, what's left? Well, see, the, the problem is, and I think we're happy to keep seeing it time and time again, but it's what Anna said. You don't know that the kids are going to react in the way that you want them to react. So last night I was watching them going, please, because sometimes you get really precocious kids that don't even say thank you. But the presents mm. that were being awarded, I was like, oh, my God, and I love you even more because you was so grateful for what's happening to you right now. <laughs> and of course, the, the other thing with those kind of surprises is you don't know if the child is going to melt down with the shock or become overwhelmed and something that was meant to be sweet suddenly <laughs> becomes traumatic and nobody wants. And so far that has never happened. It's... No, I actually asked my own kids. I was like, do you want to go on the Late Light Toy Show and do something? They're like, and they're really out there and loud. And like, no, I think I'd be too embarrassed. Anna, final word to you. <laughs> Would you have done it when you were a kid? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, I think I would have. Yeah, I think I would have liked the toy explanation. Oh, the practicality <laughs> of it. I'd like the opportunity to walk somebody through I'd how like a toy the works. To showcase my favourite toy. typewriter. <laughs> Anna Daly, Serena Bellissimo. You know, no money was thrown at the likes of uh, John Joe, the horologist. I mean, the only reason I know what a horologist is is because that kid appeared a few years ago on the Late Late Toy Show. That's brilliant. Well, I think, I think we have a clip of John Joe, the horologist. What do you want to be when you grow up? A horologist. Which is to do with the time, is it? To fix clocks, yes. You want to fix clocks? Yes. Will you look at my watch and tell me? Is that a good watch or a bad watch? Or how would you analyse that watch, John John? It's a very good mark, I suppose. Next to Rolex. <laughs> Yes, in the intervening years, he's moved on to Patek Philippe. Anna Daly, thank you very much. Likewise, thank you to Serena Bellissimo. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.